This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to A Real Man Wood podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host, and I am joined by my usual co-host, Dalton Del Don, who... I thought, Don, I thought about uh, starting a Nutless Monkey Twitter account because, you know, we have the Real Man Twitter account, a Real Man Wood, and that's doing really well. It's up to like 130 followers now. It's huge. And so uh, I was going to start a Nutless Monkey Could account at the suggestion of one of our listeners. I was going to do it, and I was going to use your photo, but then I figured I should at least ask you. I know a real man would just use your photo without asking. Uh, well, it would be uh, probably uh, one or two more followers than what you just said. Uh, 135 is what you said? I think there's like 130-something, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously my looks would, would get at least a couple more. You think it's appropriate to have your photo with a nutless monkey? Sure. Sure. Why not? Okay, good. All right. We're done. I got to do it. It's just hard to, it's hard to tweet from three different accounts. You know what I mean? Like I already like I'm falling behind on the real man would account sometimes. Yeah, no, that's a good, it's actually a really good, what, what, what you have been doing has actually been pretty good from the, the real man would one. All right. So maybe a nutless monkey could. All right. Maybe you can tweet from that one. I'll, I'll give you the password. We'll do. Okay. Dude, this shit we'll is do. on delay. Your internet is fucking terrible. Are you using your laptop again? Do you remember we had problems in Lisbon? This is all on you, not me. I promise. I promise. I do. I, I, I was on a show earlier this morning. I'm on Yahoo all the time, and, and this, is, this is on you, not me. Well, this is, my, this is Heather's aunt's house, and so you know, it is, it's, I'm doing what I can. So, All right, what do you got for me? We'll just have to, I'll just have to edit out the delay. There's, just re- realize that like, there's like a two-second delay from when I stop talking to when you hear me and then vice versa so i can fix it in the editing be aware of that while we're talking okay all right all right so uh so we missed each other for breakfast monday morning in new york and that was clearly your fault right clearly my fault following up on the plan that you made with me on the last podcast when i didn't even know you were in new york and you were like yeah let's do it and i i both emailed you the day before the night before which you totally ignored so I had to call you that morning, and then you called like you answered like you were surprised, and you're like, "Oh yeah, shit, I got to get to JFK and get out of here." Well, that was that was my fault for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway, how did how did the trip go for you? It's good. I'm still here. You know, I've been uh, walking to the. Uh, it's nice to walk through the park in the morning to XM Studios. You know, this happened actually on Monday. I think yeah, on Monday. I was in my studio doing the show. It's like this tiny little room with a door, a glass door. And I see, like, through the reflection in the monitor, I see this dude behind me. 
kind of looking in my window and you don't really do that. It's kind of rude. Like you might, you know, walk by and like see if there's someone's in there, in there, but you wouldn't like kind of linger with your mug like up against the window. And then he knocks on the door. This is like during the show. I'm live. I'm talking about shit on air. And I turn around and I point to the mic and my headphones like, hey, dude, I'm, I'm doing a show like, you know, get lost. And he opens the door and he's like, hey, I had the studio booked. And I'm like, dude, I'm on the air right now. So you got to figure this out on your own. He's like, well, who, who booked you? Who, who, who's your contact? I'm like, dude, you want to have this conversation right now? And he left. And then the whole rest of the show, I was like, I mean, what a douche. I mean, you see someone's on the radio. You're going to interrupt them mid-show. I was like, I apologize to the listeners. I should have punched that dude in the face. I should have smashed his head against the thing you know, on air so you guys could have justice done. And the whole time, we were just totally ripping on the dude. I mean, but really, what a fucking dick. I mean, who does that? That's pretty funny. That's actually pretty, pretty, pretty funny. Um, yeah, who, who does that indeed, for sure? Fucking asshole. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, well, I, I, I'm sorry that I missed you on the, uh, you know, the New York trip. I mean, boy, I'm still exhausted. You told me off air that you're tired, too. It's been a long, uh, a long, exhausting vacation for me. So, uh, but you know what happened, though, in the Money May fight? Yeah, I, I, I fought it on actually on Yahoo. I just tracked it round by round. I wasn't going to waste money on that shit. Oh, yeah, you lost by half a round, right? Like you were half a round. I told you not to make that bet. You are such a fucking idiot. I told you that was a stupid bet. You should have just laid the money on Floyd winning, which was obvious. But you never know how long that thing's going to go. I, I understand that math is hard. That's a joke from the office, but uh, you realize that I went to sleep thinking the same thing that I lost, but you realize I won, right? Oh, you think, about, think about what, what, what is 9.5 rounds. Think about 9.5 rounds, Right. and he won in the 10th uh, the within a uh, minute. So I won by like 20 seconds. Wow. I thought the .5 was just like if he made it nine rounds, it was over. No, I went to sleep thinking I lost. That is I woke awesome. Up How much winning, money was it? Uh, like twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't want to get too into it, but but yeah, I, I yeah, I won. That, nice. That's a winner. Nice. I'm a little bummed out about that. It would be much better. I'd feel better if you lost. But so you won because it was literally to the half minute, like it, it was to the halfway point of the round that you bet. Like I thought the half was like if it's you know more than nine in the tenth you lose. If it's nine or fewer you win. But that's not what that means. Right. Right. No, it was, it was, it was a minute into the 10th round. So that means I won, but I, I, I can't brag about it too much because I thought I lost. And then, and then people are telling me, they're like, don't rip up your t- ticket. Don't rip up your ticket. And I'm like, my ticket's at home. So uh, I, I didn't. So, but yes, I won. Good for you, man. Nice. It was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty, uh, fun, uh, segment in um in a in a bar in new york and with my buddy and uh, everyone's going crazy and everyone was running for mcgregor in the place yeah well it's funny that the ref stopped it when he did i mean he wasn't knocked if the ref just lets it go for sure. another 30 seconds you lose sure. that money exactly 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 no exactly man you're you're lucky oh well all right. So what, what, what else are we talking about here? Um, okay. A couple other things I'll bring up. Uh, so, um, you know, who, whom I bought in our, uh, league of leagues, which admittedly our team isn't that great, but do you know whom I bought, uh, like for a dollar a month ago? No, I can't remember. Who was that? Reese Hoff- Hoskins. Nice. Is it, is it making a difference? 
boy, it better be because he's he's been going nuts. I know, but like absolutely has it, nuts. Has it helped us at all this year? Yeah, the thing is, we might not even win ERA and WHIP, even though our strategy. But still, yes, Hoskins has definitely helped. But uh, that's the one thing. A couple months ago, you were like, "You need to go be forward thinking," and I'm like, "Okay." And that's the one guy I put a one dollar bid on, and he's basically had one of the better starts in, in baseball history. Yeah, but how is it? How, what place are we in in the standings? It's like eighth or seventh or oh, something. Oh, seventh. Okay. Get to sixth. That's not bad, man. That's not bad at all. Get to sixth place. Will do. I will. I will. Okay. Here's my next question to you about baseball. Okay. This is actually a legit question. Aaron Judge has a 692 OPS since the All-Star break. Do you credit that to the home run derby? Well, I don't know. Stanton hit like he just barely lost to Justin Bohr, whoever it was that knocked him out. And that certainly didn't hurt him. I guess maybe he didn't have to do all those rounds. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe not. You know, Bellinger hasn't been as good since that either. And Sano seemed fine before he got hurt. But um, who knows, you know? I mean, it was such a crazy out of, you know, out of keeping with any sample he had in the minor leagues three months for Judge anyway that it's kind of hard to blame it on the home run derby. I'd say probably not, but... It's disappointing. I mean, he's probably somewhere in between. Like, he's probably like a... I mean, I, I would think that he's... Just the three-month sample was so good that he's probably like a 35 home run, 275 guy at his baseline. And, and now he's just going as far below that baseline as he was above it in the first half. Yeah, my thoughts are always like these guys, like whatever, like the Sports Illustrated curse or whatever. is just like people who are... It's, it's called regression. <laughs> it's what it's called. People yeah, I, that are doing so. really well... Uh, so that that's my thought process, but uh, it's interesting. But um, okay, now not to, to to make this too much about you, but I actually do have a few things to. Uh, you're you. I, I want you to talk about your Brandon Cooks article. All right. So my feeling is there's a lot of noise about the Julian Edelman injury, and people are like, some guy even was like, I heard that Rex Burkhead is going to be their slot receiver. I mean, come on, dude. This shit is fucking ridiculous. He, he runs a four seven three forty. He's 210 pounds. He's not their new slot receiver. People are like, oh, Amendola. Keep an eye on Amendola. So the guy's like, you watch Amendola. You see what he did in the Super Bowl. I'm like, hmm, what's different about the Patriots now than, than, the, we're, than they were in the Super Bowl? Well, there's this guy, Rob Gronkowski, there, and this other guy, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, it's kind of different. If they lost Edelman and they didn't have Gronkowski or Cooks, then all this stuff would be legitimate speculation. But the reality is just let's Occam's razor this thing, dude. Is they're going to get the ball to their best players. That means Gronk's going to get his 120, 130 targets, whatever he can take for as long as he's healthy. And Cooks is going to get 140, 150 targets because that's their other best player. And that's it. That's the end of it. Let, let's stop like trying to figure out like, oh, well, this guy saw X percent of the snaps in the slot last year. When I mean, come on, man. It's just obvious. They're going to get the ball to their best players and they're going to keep doing it. And if the defense finally stops it and triples them, then they'll throw to some other guy. Uh, and when they realize they can't do that, they'll keep getting the ball to their best players. That's it. Right, right. No, I, I got you, Liz. I got you. Um, okay, so uh, my next question to you is how uh, – oh, this, this is the big thing with uh, hung out with Salfino uh, in New York. So my next question to you is how higher are you ranking Chris Hogan? Um, you know, I moved all the receivers up a little bit after Edelman. I mean, it's 159 targets from last year. And Edelman was on that same target pace before he got hurt in 2015. 
uh, even when Gronk was healthy. So, so Gronk is not really affected by the Edelman injury. Gronk was healthy in 2015. Edelman had 89 targets in nine games. Gronk was injured in 2016. Edelman had 159 targets in 16 games, 10 targets a game. Same thing. So I moved up Brandon Cooks. Uh, I moved up Hogan. I moved up Malcolm Mitchell. I moved up Amendola. Amendola. But, but um, who, who do you have higher, Hogan or Amendola? Obviously, Hogan. Okay. Obviously. That's not even a question. (laughs) Amendola is like, if like Tyrion Lannister was on the Patriots, everybody's hurt. (laughs) Let's let's move up Tyrion Lannister's projection. I mean, it's just stupid. Like, he's not going to do shit. You're not going to draft Amendola. Amendola is like, I mean, this is ridiculous. I moved up Hogan a bunch. I mean, I have him as like, I saw Mike Clay's projection from from ESPN, and Mike Clay's projection is actually lower than mine, barely. But I, I thought I was like low man on Hogan, but... I have him for like 54, 744, and 52, 744, and 7, something like that. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I was, uh, you know, <laughs> that is funny. What about your next, uh, the next one I want to bring up was your, your Fitz article. Oh, yeah, Fitzgerald. Yeah, so I'm like fading Fitzgerald big time because he's 34 in, in the last day of August, like tomorrow, actually. Happy birthday to Larry Fitzgerald, who I'm not drafting in any league because I think he's at imminent risk of collapse. That doesn't mean he will. I just think there's like a serious collapse risk for him that like if you're like, okay, who do I take? Uh, Golden Tate or Fitzgerald? Or do I take Stephon Diggs or Fitzgerald or whatever receiver you take around there that you think is going to catch passes in PPR? Just take the young guy because they don't have just total collapse of skill risk. People are like, no, he works out so hard. You know, he's a different kind of player. Well, Andre Johnson was the same age heading into the 2015 season, and he was getting paired with Andrew Luck and morons. Some, I remember some moron bid like 20 on him or more in uh, the Stopa Law Firm League. I can't remember who that was. You actually, I don't know if you defended it when I, when I called you out on it or not on this podcast, but either way, it turned out embarrassingly for you. And, you know, it, it, he was the same thing. Like, Andre Johnson was a Hall of Fame level receiver at his peak. He's a hard worker. He's in great shape, et cetera. But he had a year of 6.4 yards per target the prior year. And to me, it was like this guy had just cratered from his peak production in through his age 33 year. And the same things happened with Fitzgerald. He had 6.8 yards per target, 9.6 yards per catch. And that, to me, is evidence that he's just no longer capable of making a play down the field. He had eight catches of 20 or more yards, zero of 40 plus. He's 33 years old. Now he's going to age 34 season. People are taking this guy in the fourth round. Maybe they force feed him into 95 more catches. I mean, maybe. But there is risk of total collapse here. And uh, I just think it's not being priced into his ADP. Yeah, I'll be perfectly honest. I thought that Andre Johnson was going to be okay on Indy. But I, um, yeah, no, no. The age is, is a thing. And, and I'm with you on on him for sure. He's, he's done. There, there, Fitz will not be on any of my teams without question. Uh, so he's what also, happened with the team? So, he's, so also big, he's also big and kind of slow. I mean, he was like four or five speed when he got in the league, four, four, eight, but like, it's not like Steve Smith who I faded and you know, he was okay. It's not like, Oh no, Steve Smith burnt me by getting like 800 yards one year. But it, it's, I think those like Derek Mason, Steve Smith, small possession guys, Jimmy Smith, uh, although I don't know if he's still on cocaine later in his career, which helped him. Keenan McCardell, like those guys, those little guys tend to last longer. The big guys who they, you know, they need a little more. They don't have the wiggle that those small guys have. It's, it's I, I think they age a little bit more poorly. 
That's really interesting to me because I've, I've heard both like, oh, the smaller guys age better or the, the taller guys age better. So I, I don't know. Is there really uh, statistical facts for that? Um, no, I'm mostly just going anecdotally. But you see like Steve Smith surviving a little later and Derek Mason and some of those guys. It just it just seems like if you're a slot guy, like if you look at like Jameson Crowder right now, he runs like a four. He ran like a four, six, six. You know, Jarvis Landry not also ran like a four, six something. You know, Wes Welker ran a four six something. Those slot guys aren't really that fast. They're just good route runners and they're quick. And it seems like you could keep that role without, you know, being very fast or athletic into an older age. It's kind of smarts and knowing how to run the route and set up the, the defender. But I think like when you start when when you're an outside primary receiver who's big, to me that's just harder to do as you lose a step. So uh, that that's why I think the the small guys age a little better. Yeah, that, no, that obviously makes makes sense for sure, without question. So, so, uh, so, Team Wavos, we uh, with Brad Evans's league, we just had last night. Um, but unfortunately, I, I, you, you told me today that it wasn't actually you whom auctioned the team. No, I gave Trevor uh, a list of guys. Uh, he did pretty well. He kind of screwed up by buying an extra running back. I like all the guys he got, but. I wanted him to get a second good quarterback. Instead, we have Bortles and Jared Goff as our second quarterback, second and third quarterback, which it might be all right. I mean, one of those guys might be okay. I was berating him over text during the draft, and then when I finally called him when I got home, I was like on the subway. Like I had a real, it was really hard for me to get in touch with him. But when I finally got home and called him, right. uh, I could tell that he was both drunk, he was slurring his words, and watching TV. So. Take that for words. Ray Donovan, too, right? Ray Donovan, yeah. right? Yeah, he was watching Ray Donovan, yes, while drunk. Very, yeah, very still, fantastic show, Showtime, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen a few episodes. I, I, you know, I'm not like, it's not horrible, but it's, um, you know, it's, I, I'm, it's fine. I give him a B plus. It should have been an A. My plan was an A. His execution was B plus. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right, okay. Well, I, I was pretty happy with my theme uh, coming out from that. And uh, should not speaking of TV shows... I should not. <laughs> okay. Speaking of TV shows, uh, the best uh, show right now is easily Twin Peaks. I've heard that. Easily. I've, I haven't seen it yet. I'll, I'll get Showtime when we're in Lisbon and, and watch it. Uh, let me tell you something. I don't want to spoil Game of Thrones. Okay. So should I do a spoiler alert? But I feel I'll just it's not a spoiler. I'm very disappointed in the last two episodes. Very, very disappointed. I'll just say that. So here's the thing. I was gone the last four episodes, uh, you know, the last four days, uh, and I, I have not seen the finale yet. Very disappointing. Okay. All Some right. aspects okay. are not, right. but well, like the main thing, maybe you'll figure out, maybe you'll think of what I thought of, but plot wise, you're like, what? Yeah. No, I'm obviously going to watch that tonight, and uh, I just, just tell everyone to watch Twin Peaks. It, it is so, so good. And I'm not a supernatural guy. And it, there's some crazy stuff, but it's a uh, man. It is so, so, right. so good. All right. I, I, so good. All right. Heather doesn't believe she doesn't. She's like, uh, eh. like Dalton said, it's like the greatest show ever. She's like, I don't know about Dalton. She doesn't trust you. She like doesn't respect you. So I was well, like, well, oh. well, well, I don't blame, I don't blame her. I don't blame. <laughs> so, you know, it is. I don't blame her. I, of course, I understand. So, what else is going on, uh, Liz? We have we have some politics to talk about. Um, man, I don't know. Is there anything to talk about politically? Has anything happened recently? I think I'm going to buy some. Well, I'm going to buy a Bitcoin. You. I'm going to buy a Bitcoin. That's basically my response. Right. I'm, I'm not <laughs> right. kidding. I'm going to buy a Bitcoin. You know how much Bitcoin costs? 
How much? How much does one Bitcoin cost? What do you think? I have no idea. No clue. Take a guess. One Bitcoin. I don't know. Uh, one dollar. About five thousand. Let me ask you this: If you invested ten thousand dollars in Bitcoin in two thousand and ten, you actually had. I think you actually had ten thousand dollars in two thousand ten. Barely, but you did. How much? Would Barely. Worth, how right. much would it be worth today? So you're saying you're now you're now now you're trying to make me look stupid. Um, no, no, no. I, I don't know. I don't need to help now? you with that. Yeah. <laughs> you do not. Yes. I don't know what. What is what is the answer? I'm saying try to make me look stupid. Try to try to try to shit on my point. If you had ten thousand dollars in 2010, how much would your investment in Bitcoin be worth today? Twenty thousand. You think it would have doubled since 2010? I would say double, yeah, yeah, sure. It would be worth five hundred million. Oh, come on, is that real? If you bought Bitcoin at its <laughs> nadir in two thousand ten, for and you spent ten grand on it, it would be worth five hundred million dollars right now. Wow, that's pretty absurd. That would be pretty. It would be. It would be bigger than betting on the under nine and a half rounds in the in the fight. <laughs> I would say so. I would say so. Anyway, I just. I'm buying a Bitcoin. I, I should have got in earlier, obviously. That's 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 the main takeaway is that you're buying on Bitcoin. Is I'm buying saying. a Bitcoin. I should have got in earlier, but I read a book by this trader who later committed suicide. And uh, what he said was he got rich because he never bought at the low and he never sold at the high. And what he meant by that is just because something's gone up doesn't mean it's you have you've missed the boat. If there's if you still think it's a good investment, you should buy it. And don't necessarily wait for everything to top out at this very peak. You can't time that, and you'll end up losing a lot of money on the way down. Don't feel free to take a profit. So, in the next few days, I'm going to buy a Bitcoin, spend about five grand on one, because I do not think the system is in great shape, and this is uh, an alternative. So that's all I'll say about politics. All right. Well, um, when we when we uh, sign off here, I'm going to do the same. Are you going to buy one? Use yeah. your use your use your uh, McGregor uh, Mayweather winnings. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Nice. And we were, by the way, uh, for the listeners, we uh, were like 15 minutes away from doing the friends and family draft, and you're going to be in in that, right? And I'm leaving in like half an hour. I'm going to either auto pick or turn it over to Trevor because I got to go meet my sister with my daughter and get dinner on the sub. I got to go down and pick her up in the village. It's a real. It's going to be a real thing. So. All right. You're very, very busy. I'm a very busy, busy man, Liz. And, I got, and I've got a radio hit in like five, ten minutes now, also, right now. So we'll wrap this shit okay. up. Okay. And I got to right, edit this shit because okay. your connection is so bad. Uh, okay. All right, dude. Okay. Take it easy. All right. All right. Later, man. You too. All right. Later.